Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 43 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and one-on-one coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here again. Well, there has been a lot of news this week. Well, there's a lot of news every week. But the number one news story this week is the indictment, the first indictment ever of a former president of the United States, the number 45, Donald J. Trump. And that indictment came down. A true bill is the statement of indictment that was agreed to by the majority of the grand jury. The DA, the district attorney for the Southern District of New York, is, of course, Alvin Bragg. And so he oversees everything, but the true bill or the indictment actually comes from the grand jury. There are 23 members on the grand jury, and the grand jury meets, well, in New York, um, in the Southern District of New York, it usually meets on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And they actually take care of or are involved in more than one case at a time. And so when a grand jury is assembled, they are usually assembled either for a specific purpose or for a specific amount of time. So earlier this week, when it was announced that the grand jury would be off for almost the entire month of April, everybody thought, oh, well, the indictment's not coming down anytime soon. And as a matter of fact, Trump uh, put on his Truth Social account that how how much respect he had for the grand, this was on Wednesday, how much respect he had for the grand jury. And he was so glad they were doing their job and blah, 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 blah. And then the indictment came down on Thursday, surprising everybody, including Trump and his attorneys. They thought that because they were getting ready to go on vacation, because April is this is now today, as a matter of fact, that they thought it would be weeks before the indictment came down. But they, they executed the indictment before they went on on break. I, I won't call it a vacation, I'll call it a break. Because as you know, they, they deal with more than one case at a time. The other thing is, is that when the indictment came down, D.A. Bragg asked for Trump to turn himself in immediately, like on Friday. Well, Trump's attorney said that it would take the Secret Service, you know, all former presidents, no matter who they are, get Secret Service protection. It would take them longer than one day to, to get him to New York. The Secret Service came back and called that bullpucky. Well, actually, they called it preposterous. The Secret Service is ready to do anything at any time, in the middle of the night, no matter what. Right. But they were able to get a five-day 
extension for him to turn himself in. And now the indictment has, the, the indictment is still sealed. We really, no one, no one except the grand jury and the district attorney knows what's in the indictment. But speculation has come out that it's 30 or more mm-hmm. counts and that it is, is takes care of more than just the payment to Stormy Daniels. Actually, if, if it was included just those payments and it was a campaign finance issue, it would be a misdemeanor. But all speculation is that one of the reasons it took so long and was that it has been elevated to at least one felony. So this is the first time that a a former president has been indicted by a grand jury. Now, in 1921, they were getting ready to indict President Warren G. Harding because of the Teapot Dome scandal, but he died in office, (laughs) conveniently. And then in 1974, they were just getting ready to indict President um, Nixon while he was in office, okay, because of uh, Watergate. And the Republicans talked him into resigning before the indictment could come down. The indictment and the impeachment, as a matter of fact, because they were getting he, they were getting ready to impeach him, and the impeachment almost came. And the Republicans went to Nixon and told him, "Look, you're going to get impeached, and you're going to get indicted." And so he made a deal to step down to step down from office in order to not be impeached. Mm-hmm. Now, the year before that, in 1973, the vice president, the sitting vice president, Spiro Agnew, mm-hmm. was indicted. That's the highest level of a, of a government official that has been indicted. He was indicted, and he stepped down. Well, actually, he, he made a deal because they had him on several different counts of tax evasion and tax fraud. It's always the taxes that get these people. Because everybody yeah. says, for everything that Al Capone did, what, what was he in jail for? Taxes. Taxi vision. <laughs> so, and so that's what they got Al Capone on, even though we know he murdered people and all that kind of stuff. But the, and this is very important because when Spiro Agnew made that deal, he made the deal to step down. And, and the minute he stepped down as vice president, he was indicted. And that's important because if he had stayed in office, because they knew Nixon was next. They knew Nixon's days were few. They were coming after Nixon, and Nixon was not going to be a president very long, much longer. If Spiro Agnew had been in office when Nixon stepped down, that meant Spiro Agnew would go up to the presidency. And they did not want that to happen. And so they made a deal with him. He said that if I step down and get indicted and all of that, that I won't, I won't run for office and I won't try to be president. That was part of the deal. And so that's very important because they knew that Nixon was next. Mm-hmm. And so Nixon then appointed Congressman Gerald Ford from, from Michigan as his new vice president. And so then when Nixon did step down a few months, less than a year later in August of 1974, Gerald Ford became president. And in September of 1974, Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon for everything. He said the nation needed to heal after the long time that they've been going through Watergate. But what a lot of people are saying now is that because he pardoned Nixon, that just opened it up for people like Trump to think that they could not be indicted. And it is not a law, but it is a policy of the, of the Department of Justice not to indict a sitting president. But Donald Trump is not a sitting president. And also, it's nowhere near, even though Donald Trump has declared himself running for president, he did that only because he thought it would shield him from any indictments. Well, it didn't. Just because he said he's running, 
he's not the official candidate. He will not be the official candidate. There's a lot of candidates. Well, there's a there's a couple of people who have declared Nikki Haley and another guy who nobody ever heard of. So there's two others besides him. And then they're thinking that Ron DeSantis will will declare, you know, his candidacy. But those no one is an official candidate until after the convention, which is a year and a half from now. Okay, so for for them, uh, oh, first for first of all, Spiro Agnew said the same thing. It's a witch hunt. They're after me. They don't like me. Blah 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 blah. And uh, it's illegal. And it and 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 everything that Trump is saying. Spiro Agnew said the exact same thing. He went after the judicial system. He went after the judges. He went after the prosecutors, just like Donald Trump is doing now. And so it's really you know deja vu all over again. But Spiro Agnew was the highest person in government to actually be indicted. And when he was indicted, as as Dr. Rachel Maddow said, he he resigned from the vice presidency. And two minutes later, he was indicted. As but with Trump's case, he was not. He hasn't been president in over two years, and it took a long time for this indictment to come. But this indictment, remember, is not going to be the first. I mean, it's going to be the first, but it's not going to be the last. We're waiting for the indictment from Fannie Willis of Fulton County, Georgia. We're waiting for... uh, uh, D.C. No, uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. And we're waiting for two in D.C. from the Department of Justice. Well, one in D.C. for the January 6th riot and insurrection. And then one in Florida, again with the Department of Justice, for the Mar-a-Lago for him keeping keeping and refusing to return and lying about it confidential documents which he said belong to him and they do not they belong to the american people and they are supposed to be kept with the nat- national archives and he said they were his that he said that they were unclassified because he thought about it things like that and all of that is a bunch of baloney so he has one two three four one two three four more uh, indictments that, that should come. A lot of people are saying that this was the least, well, before they even see the, what, what's in the indictment, they're saying, saying that this is the weakest case, but it doesn't matter because the point is no one is above the law. And what is so... It's not, the, the, the case against Trump is not weak. Right. You know, the case against him is, is almost ironclad. It's the fact that, but it's the most, it's the least consequential. Right, because right. Because you're talking about payments to a hooker. You know, mm-hmm. or to a, well, if, a if that's all that if is. That, that's all, you know, but that's basically what they're looking at. I, mm-hmm. mean, I mean, that that's, as, as opposed to the January 6th insurrection, which is a much bigger deal. Right, right. But, but in terms of disobeying the law, you know, right. that, that's that's the real thing. It's not just the payments. Right. You know, it's and so that's that's where that... Right. And we won't know until the indictment is unsealed on Tuesday what's actually in there and what elevates... Because just paying off, just paying off somebody for cam- campaign financing—that's a misdemeanor. But everyone's saying that there's at least one count in there that rises it to, to a, a felony, felony, which which makes a whole another bit of difference. But the the thing that's so wrong is that the Republicans are rushing to his defense. Number one, without even knowing what's in the indictment, they are doing the same thing. They're they're they're. Uh, Denigrating the, ju- the the judicial system as a whole, they're denigrating Alvin Bragg racially. They're saying that he's backed by George Soros. They've been using that anti-Semitic trope for decades. George Soros came out yesterday and said, uh, "I'm not supporting anybody." And he said, "I never support anyone personally. I support my causes." And so, and also, the House of Representatives 
Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, and the through and and the chairs of several of the committees have said they want to call Alvin Bragg to Congress to talk about this. That is totally against the Constitution. The Congress has no jurisdiction over a, a state elected official. Alvin Bragg was elected by the by the people of the Southern District of New York. Fonnie Willis was elected by the by the resident by the voters in Fulton County. Letitia James was elected as attorney general for the entire state of New York by the voters of New York. And Congress has no jurisdiction and no business trying to get in, into this. They're only doing it to because they're trying to protect Trump. And so the, the one of the lawyers from the district attorney's office sent a scathing letter to McCarthy and those chair people letting them know that what they're doing is unconstitutional, they have no jurisdiction, etc. And the other really bad thing about this, what the Republicans are doing. Remember, whenever someone is elected to office, the first thing they do is raise their hand and say that they will uphold the Constitution of the United States. These people are doing just the opposite. They're going against what's in the Constitution, including Ron DeSantis. When someone is in another state and has been indicted and must appear, then the district attorney of that state goes to the to, goes to the whatever the, wherever the, the case is being indicted, goes to the governor of the state where the person is living at that time, and requests that the person be extradited. It is in the Constitution that when a request for extradition is requested, the governor of that state must extradite. And meanwhile, Ron DeSantis, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to help them extradite him. And so that in itself is unconstitutional. Now, he raised his hand when he became governor and said that he would adhere to the Constitution and he's doing something completely unconstitutional. Meanwhile, uh, Trump's attorneys say he is going to turn himself in right now as, as we hear about it. He's expected to fly in his plane, his private plane, to New York Monday night, stay at Trump Tower. His private plane, by the way, has been painted to look exactly like Air Force One. And it says on the side, Trump Force One. 45th president of the United States. Okay, that, that is, you know, he still thinks he's president. But then stay at Trump, to- Trump Tower Monday night and then turn himself in on Tuesday afternoon about 2.15 Eastern time. Now, he there's not going to be a perp walk. He's not going to be in handcuffs. He prob- Even though he would want to do all that because he, that makes him a martyr, he'll probably go, go in by the back door. Okay, he will have a mugshot. And he will be fingerprinted. The district attorney does not send out the mugshot, but somebody will, of course. And he's going to use that and make T-shirts out of it, of course. But we have to remember that this this will not be the first time he's indicted. He, he has three or four other indictments coming down the pike. And a lot of people are saying nobody really wanted to be first. But now that Alvin Bragg has been first, it's easier for the other ones to go ahead and indict him. And so we have... we really. We really have to wait until Tuesday to see what happens, but this is historic. It, it, it is unprecedented, but look at what Donald Trump has done, not only when he, before and during and after his presidency, but for decades. That's the other reason why he's upset it's in New York, because everybody in New York hates him. They've hated him for decades, even back when he was in real estate. So this is something to watch out for, but particularly watch out for what the Republicans are doing. They're saying it's politically motivated. They're doing it because they think that that Trump will be president again, and he's a political adversary, et cetera, et cetera. All that is baloney, okay? So 
We just want to say, watch out for what's going to happen between now and Tuesday. And also, mainly, look at what the Republicans are doing, which are completely against the, the, the rule of law, which they used to say they, they respected, and against the Constitution. And just a quick commercial break before we go to our next topic. Our podcast is brought to you by our company, Team Owens 313, through which we offer online training and one-on-one coaching on branding and marketing for independent writers, independent authors, and creative and solo professionals. And so you can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. And now I'm going to turn it over to Keith because next Tuesday is April 4th. That's the day Trump is supposed to turn himself in. But there's a lot of things important that are going on on April 4th. Keith? April 4th is, number one, is this the anniversary of... uh, 55th anniversary of Martin Martin Luther King. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of ironic and strange that, that, that something like this is happening with the country, with the president being in, with the former president being indicted at the same time. And I think it's also interesting to pay attention to the fact that this, that not only is this happening on this day, but when you look at obviously the legacy of King and his struggle for civil rights, and then you put, put that next to Donald Trump and Donald Trump's family with his father in terms of their history, pretty much trying to dismantle civil rights every which way. One of their most famous cases when they went to court for for trying to keep blacks out of their apartment. Right, that goes back to the 70s. Yeah, 70s, long time. So blacks and Puerto Ricans. Right, blacks and Puerto Ricans. Because when you're looking at not just what it means for the country, but it also means for the rule of law, but it also, also in terms of race and privilege. Because when you're looking at Donald Trump is the epitome of the privileged white male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and not just because of his position as president, but also he's been escaping these charges for 40 years. Right. I mean, and this man, he's got so more like 50. Yeah, yeah close to 50, yeah, 40, 50 years. And he's been, and he's been protected by, you know, basically by white skin privilege the entire time mm-hmm. and, and money. And there's no way anybody else could get away continually. And had he not been elected president, he would still be getting away with it. You know, what Trump did was what, what happened when he got elected, the, it put his crimes for everybody to see. Right. And he was so brazen about them. You're just waving a red flag in front of a bull. So then they came after <clears throat> him. But I think that the whole, so the whole system really, to a degree, is on trial now. And that's why there's been heat. On the on the Department of Justice as well, and so we've talked about even in this household whether it's taking too long or whether it's how long it's going to take. And we all know that he's doing what he needs to do to try and get tie up all the ends, but the pressure is on, right? Because if if, if a criminal like Trump, if he is not forced to pay for all that he's done, then what's the use? Right. We can no longer we can no longer call ourselves a nation of law. What Dr. King was doing was basically, as he said, to make the nation live up to his creed. Right. Like he said, we have come to cash a check. These are the promises that were made. This is what the country is supposed to be about. So the country the country's supposed to stand up. We want the country to stand up to what to, to be what you say you are. Right. I mean, if you're this is the kind of nation that you say you are, then prove it. Right. And what and so if Trump is not is not found guilty Basically, I mean, and Grant, I hear you know, a lot of commentators saying that if he goes to trial and if he's not found guilty, well, at least he went to trial. And I'm, and I'm like, no, that's not good enough. Right. right. It's, it's not a matter of saying, well, he went to a trial and the trial and the process worked and that, and that's found guilty. No, if you can't find somebody like this guilty, you, there's there's no use for anything. Right. And 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 then enough questions are already raised about that. So this is a man, as we talked about earlier, when we um, with the uh, Central Park Five, you know, who had 
who would put up taking out full page ads calling for them to be what, executed. Right, he called it con- two weeks yeah. after they yeah. were arrested. After arrested, they had not even <clears throat> been found guilty. They had been just arrested. And right. He, and this is what this is the kind of thinking that he represents. So it's not just him that's dangerous. It's the whole mentality behind him, the thing, the, the followers that are finding. Because when you find out, just real quick, a semi detour with, with 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 Fox News, what's happening with Fox? The problem is, is that when you when the when they, we've come to find out the whole system is when they they be, they're telling the lies because they want to keep the viewers, but the focus on that has been on the lies they told to keep their viewers. The real focus be on the fact that. Here you have a man who was lying to them directly. They wanted to believe the lie so badly right. that they went to another station to keep being told that right. this is their leader. Right. And this this is who the former president was and has created such an intense movement. And then who who launched his campaign in Waco. Right, right. In Texas. I mean, well, he didn't launch his campaign in Waco. Sorry, that was right. his first his, first a real official rally. Right, official rally was right. His first official rally was in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. which is the call out to all white supremacists and nationalists, proud boys, all of them. Mm-hmm. That's their sacred ground. And so I think that this is that's exact. That's what this is all about. It's, it's way past just what the the did he make hush hush money payments mm-hmm. to a form to a porn star or did it, or this is about the. Entire country. The whole thing is about the, the way that the Republicans and and Trump's followers have turned this into a cult. Not and not only turned this into a cult, but they are doing everything that they can to hold on to power as the minority party overall. And also because they have no policies, they have no policies or anything, and so that. <clears throat> Segues into April 4th again, because there's a very, very important election in Wisconsin on April 4th, which is the same day that Donald Trump is supposed to turn himself in. And it is the 55th anniversary of the, the assassination of Martin Luther King. And so we cannot forget this very, very important election in Wisconsin for a Supreme Court justice that will tilt the balance of the Supreme Court in Wisconsin one way or the other. And what would happen, Wisconsin is, is such an important state for the 2024 because he was one of the ones in 2020 who wanted to overturn the election. And if, if the Supreme Court in Wisconsin, if he sits on the Supreme Court in Wisconsin next year in 2024, if Trump, who is the presumed candidate, or any other Republican, if a Democrat, okay, if anybody but a Republican wins in Wisconsin, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin, if this Kelly guy becomes, makes the Supreme Court such a, a big majority, Republican majority, he would overturn those election results, no matter what the people voted for, and throw them out in in preference for the Republican candidate. Yeah. That's why it's so important. And with everything else going on, we need to remind people to remind your people in Wisconsin to get out and vote. And another thing that the Republicans did, again, that is so under the, so so it's, it's not so much um, unconstitutional, but wrong. On the last couple of days, there have been those alerts because of the weather in Wisconsin. They've had some ra- rain and hail and all of that. The Republican Party put out an alert that sounded like an official government re- alert because of bad weather saying that uh, on Tuesday and it ma- they made it sound like it was a weather alert alert from the go- from from the government on Tuesday your second amendment rights are up that's why you have to vote 
And what what made it so bad is because they made it sound you know, with the with the ding ding and the be, before the announcement comes up and the and the the voiceover sounds like it would be a voiceover from bad weather or a tornado or something coming, and so again the Republicans are cheating, no matter what. Remember, Ron Johnson is the senator from from Wisconsin who was an election denier and tried to overturn the vote. So that's why. As we're looking at all of these other things that are going on, the vote in Wisconsin on April 4th is such an important day. And so if you are one of those ones who watch the news all day long, like we do, <laughs> or even if you just watch the, the clips in the evening, be aware of what's happening, not only with Donald Trump, who sucks up the oxygen from everything else that's happening, and he likes it that way, but also the, the Supreme Court election in Wisconsin. So extremely, extremely important, not only for Wisconsin, but for all of us, because it will greatly affect how the 2024 election finally ends up. So, so those are the, those are the two things that we wanted to really uh, concentrate on this week. But of course, the week started on Monday with another school shooting in Nashville at a private Christian school by a person who was mad, who, who used to attend that school. Mm -hmm. And we don't know whether that person was mad about how he was treated or no, how she was treated, how she was treated. It's a, it's a transgender who, a person who identifies as a woman. So when, when it first came out, it was, oh, women, women young are not usually uh, mass shooters like this. But then when it found out that this person was trans, the right wing jumped all, jumped all over that. But trans people is like, who have done uh, mass shootings is like 0.001%. So that wasn't it because it's the guns. It's the guns. Those guns that this person had were obtained, were obtained legally because there was no red flag laws. <coughs> And then they talk about mental health and, and they say, well, this person was mentally ill, but yet the Republicans vote down any funds for, men, for mental health. So the Republicans are jumping all over the fact that this was a trans person. And Josh Hawley, who voted against hate crime bills a couple of years ago when all of those Asian Americans were, were, were murdered in Atlanta, all of a sudden he wants to call this a hate crime because it happened at a Christian school. And and the people who were who were killed were Christians. Now all of a sudden he wants it to be counted as a hate law against Christians. So the whole point. Oh, the other the other thing is that Vice President Kamala Harris has been touring Africa. She went first to Ghana, then uh, uh, Tanzania, and she's also going to Zimbabwe and, and a couple of other countries. And she has been extremely well received because the, what the United States is trying to do in Africa. Is get people more into uh, 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 you know, save the democracies that are there, and not have China get such a foothold and Russia get such a foothold in Africa. So all this week, if you have a chance to look at some of the clips of Madam Vice President on the continent of Africa, she also went to where uh, to her grandfather because her mother is is Indian American is is of Indian she's of Indian descent and East Indian descent, and her grandfather lived in I think it was Tanzania, and so she went to visit the home where he was when he was living, and so because she has both the Asian and the black. And, and the African uh, background in, in, in her. And so the pictures that you see of the little girls and the women who look at her and see her as a role model for them, both Asian and black, black people, it's, it's just, it, it just warms your heart. And so the other thing that I'm going to be harping on as we go along is 
the people who are trying to diminish Kamala Harris and what she's doing and who she is, as we come along and, and should Biden dump her and to somebody else for vice president, and all that's a bunch of baloney. So that those are things that we really wanted to uh, concentrate on for this week. Of course, number one is the indictment. Number two is the upcoming election in Wisconsin. But there are a lot of other things that happened this week. So we'll see what happens next week because by that time, by next week, we'll know what happens with the indictment, whether he turns himself in. We'll have the results of the Wisconsin Supreme Court election. And we'll also keep watching about this gun violence that no other country in the entire world has this amount of gun violence like, like the United States does. So until then, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you next week.